<laughs> You're now listening to the Inside Out Podcast with Jimmy Hunt. Get it. Welcome to Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. My job is simple, to improve my mental fitness through any means possible and deconstruct what works, what doesn't, and what I think may be able to help you become mentally fitter. And quite often it leaves me some pretty interesting people, places, and stories. Today i got a story for you. It's going to be a quick little episode because this is a quick little lesson, but it's also important enough that I think it gets its own episode, but I don't need to draw it out like some books I read. One premise, I could have learned it in 15 pages and yet I have to read a whole book. Side note. Hi, Libby Grace. Hi, Jimmy Hunt. <laughs> the, uh, the book that came to my mind then is um, Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant piece of thinking, brilliant idea in general, and yet his publishers made him flesh out a 60,000 word book about it, mm-hmm. uh, which can really be summed up in probably five minutes. Or if you want to get really expansive, watch his 15 minute TED talk. And that's the idea. And it's brilliant. Doesn't need to be a book. Same with this. This is a very simple thing. Doesn't need to be a full length podcast. The lesson that I want to talk about today is called You Don't Pray for Outcomes. And it's something that Libby and I have had as a lesson for nine years, maybe. Yeah, around about. Our friend Jen Cuttance came to us one day and went, do you want to go to a lecture? Um, it's at uh, Kuwai... Kurai Pura Pura. Yeah, Kuwai Pura Pura. Um, the old... Uh, was it called Center Point? Right, yeah. Yeah, that they've uh, transformed into a beautiful place. Isn't there Piha or No, 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 it's in Albany. Is it really? Yeah, it's like just behind the the stadium there. Okay. Just on the other side of the creek. Oh, I have no idea about geography. But that used to be that used to be an absolute wilderness up right. there. I went to school up there, remember? There was just nothing up there. And um that commune, bad juju. Um, but uh, is a lovely place now. And so she invited us to go there to listen to a lecture from an Anandan monk. Uh, an Anandan monk is from the sect of Pramahansa Yogananda. And he's the, he's the, the Indian guy that brought yoga to the West. He's credited with that mainly. And so he's got a group of people that live up in the hills behind San Francisco. This lady was on tour, I guess, to go and talk about stuff. And she was doing a lecture on unconditional love. And so we went along and uh, I only remember one thing from her entire talk. And when I tell the story with you around, Libby, I think... You actually have a lesson from this as well. Yeah, a different one. Yeah, a different one that I don't even remember what it is right now. Yeah. But my lesson in the the story for this podcast is she was talking about a bunch of stuff and then she said, you don't pray for outcomes. And I sat there and I was like, isn't that exactly what praying is for? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what people who pray do? Dear God, I want a pony. (laughs) Exactly. Right? Yeah. I want this. I want this. I want this. Or please make this happen. Yeah. Um, Or please, uh, 
make so-and-so get better. Yeah. Make me get better. Uh, thoughts and prayers, baby. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, to me, as a non-religious person, in just a, in a general understanding sense, prayer to me was talking to God, asking him for things. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you don't pray for outcomes. And that blew my mind. I was like, okay. She said, you don't pray for outcomes because who are you to know what the best outcome is? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I'm stupid. (laughs) Yeah, well, who's to say that this happening is the best thing to actually happen uh, for your life, for your situation, for the people around you, right? Mm. Maybe the universe needs to point you in different directions and therefore that's not the best outcome. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because when you get to this greater understanding of you know nothing, right, you know that what's right isn't necessarily what's going to be right. Well, I think you've got to preface that by saying that you do first have to come to that understanding that you, while you are this physical being living this experience, you have to acknowledge that you have to kind of give away that notion of that you know what's best for you. And that getting Mm. to that point actually takes a little bit of time. It's not just something that people go, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, of course. Every and, And also you have to bear in mind that you also are not just a passenger on this journey. You have to have some control over your... You are, um, yes, we have free will. Your life's course, right? Of so course. you might, those are kind of conflicting ideas. So yeah. you've got to kind of get on board with, I know where I want to go, but I've got to be open to potentially not knowing the right way for me. Yeah. Well, the first thing is a, you can do a little bit of a thought experiment and just think back of all of the things that you wanted. And then when you got them, they didn't actually turn out to be exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Or all the times where you thought, I really want something and then you didn't get it and then you were like, oh, but I'm actually, yeah. in hindsight, glad I didn't get that. Glad I didn't get it, glad I got Because this, this yeah. and this. My, I mean, I've talked about this in talks and, and things like that, but my, my classic example for this for me was when my ex-wife left me, she said, we can't do this anymore, I'm going. I sat there and I prayed. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. Not in a religious sense, but in a I know what's best for me sense. We need to get back together. We can make this work. This is all good. Like, it's okay. Then I found out that she had been cheating on me with our friend. And I still had a similar prayer, which was, it's okay. Um, you just leave him. You just stop that. It's all good. Like, then you come back to me. Uh, and then I found out she was pregnant and it wasn't mine. So that was the end of that story. But I, the whole time thought I knew what was best for me, thought that her and I getting back together was the best thing. And that was where all my will and intention was going. And the universe just slapped me across the face a bunch of times saying, no, no, no. And then three months later, I met the love of my life. Hey, baby. Yeah. You're just but, trying to get brownie points right now. Yeah, but that's that the thing, right? Like, who, I had no concept that you were going to turn up in three months later. No. And 
wasn't expecting it, didn't want it, whatever. But um, you know, obviously, reasonably happy it happened. Um, yeah, after ten years, you're kind of still okay with it. Yeah, I'm still okay with it. But that's that's the thing. I I I was praying for a very specific outcome. Mm. But what was the lesson in that for you then? Because that was the letting go lesson, right? That was that. That was the oh, I don't know what's right for me. Because something better appeared when I when I let go of that. Yeah, I'm making silly emotional decisions that don't have full context. And even if we think we're clear-headed and we think we know everything, we still don't have full context. Mm. We still cannot zoom out to our life uh, path and go, oh, I definitely should take this fork. This is exactly the fork where I need to go. Especially when you're in a situation where you're in a, a state of maybe turmoil or yeah. you're yeah, it's, stressful. Yeah, it's 10 times worse than that, but even clear-headed, yeah. we don't know. And um, you know, so many people dream, pray for their dream jobs, get them, and then go, oh, actually, this is not where I want to be. Yeah. Yeah, we, we don't know. And so I think the biggest lesson here is to make choices – from your gut, from your heart, maybe from your head, make conscious choices, but then to not hold on tightly to the outcomes. Because mm. you have to choose where you're going to go. Like you can't just sit there passively waiting for the world to work around you. You've got to make choices. But if those choices don't turn out, then that's okay. And I think the reason I wanted to do this today is that you and I have had this, I mean, it's a lesson that you learn, absolutely, but then you've got to consistently apply. And there's a few things recently where I've been like, oh, that didn't happen. And then I have to realize that, oh, that not happening has allowed space for something else. Mm. Sometimes it's... I think what happens to us as humans is we go, that sounds exciting. That sounds like what I want. Oh, that I imagine my life with that in it. Of course. And then you go, oh, I really want that. So you kind of put all your energy or, or if you want to call it prayers into that happening. And then when it doesn't, you're like, oh, damn it, that really hurts. Mm. But like you're saying, you, you get to the point where if you're open to any um, eventuality, then that does open up that space for, oh, this is actually, okay, maybe it's not better than what I imagined. Mm. Maybe still my imagination is something I still want to, I still would like, but this is actually quite good. I'm kind of happy here or, or this other thing or, or nothing might happen. And then it's a lesson of just letting go of, oh, well, that didn't happen. Move on. Yeah. And that's one of the things because we have no control. Exactly. Right? We have no control about anything except our reactions. We're in a simulation. Responses. Yeah. So because we have no control, if the outcome does not work out and if we've tied our self-worth, our mm. happiness to that outcome, then we're at the mercy of that. We don't want to be at the mercy of anything. Mm. We want to be like sovereign, autonomous people over our, mm. over our lives. Yeah, imagine our, if you like, you're like, okay, I'm praying for this. This job, for example, the, the mm. example you use, that this, this job is going to mean this, it's going to give me 
this kind of level of, I don't know, prestige or or I'm going to feel like this and my family's going to feel like this about me and my friends will think this about me and I'll feel like this about myself. And then you get in the job and you actually hate the job yeah. and it grinds you down, but you have to stay at it to yeah. save face because, oh, this is what I wanted and I can't now turn around and go, oh, I, oh, I don't like it. Everyone's going to think less of me. So you put so much emotional stock into the outcome you think you want that's right for you. And it's very difficult sometimes to let go of that and realize, yeah. oh, maybe I was, maybe I was wrong. So maybe you, instead of praying for an outcome, you can pray for whatever outcome it is that it feel a certain way or that you have a, yeah. you know, that you, that you don't pray for a job or a car or a what, but you pray for your life being full of like abundance and yeah well that's but that's the question i asked the lady um whether it was me asking or <laughs> someone, someone asked or whatever who knows it was what nine do you years pray ago. for I like, well what do you pray for then mm. and she said something along the lines of you pray for the skills and attributes that you will need to be able to deal with any of those situations. Yeah, I love that. So you pray to have the wisdom to mm-hmm. be able to make the right decision at the right time. And to accept whatever happens Exactly. From that. You pray for the compassion and empathy to be able to deal with that situation. You, mm. you pray for the, the traits that allow you to move through life with ease. Yeah, I like that. It reminds me a lot of your analogy that you use about um, resilience versus mental fitness. Is that the one you... Yeah. And how being resilient means that you um, keep getting punched and punched and punched, getting knocked down and getting back up. Yeah. But having mental fitness means that you can see the punches coming and adapt and move and swerve. Like it kind of reminds me of that. Like mental resilience is that, oh, I didn't get what I wanted. Oh, okay, well, here I go again. I'll ask for it again or I'll ask for something different. Yeah. Mental fitness is the praying for the skills and the yeah. techniques to be to able to. be like to, water. To be like, yeah, to flow and whatever happens you can take in your stride. And yeah, sometimes it's not going to feel good. You kind of like, oh, I wish I did get that thing or that thing happened. Mm. But that you move on from that and just let it, like you say, flow. Like what a. Yeah. And that's just it. That's the lesson. This doesn't need to be any longer than that. Um, I think we've explained it perfectly well. Well done. Yay <laughs> us. But it's definitely that, that, that one sentence out of that one chat. This is what I talk about in the start of my latest book, and I talk about it in my talks as well, which is all we're doing here is mining for gold. We're looking for treasure. Mm. And so it doesn't have to be... Uh, you know, an hour long thing doesn't have to be big, crazy, complicated. But I went to this lecture, however long it was, and I pulled out one line from nine years ago. And it's a subject of a podcast right now, but it is also something that I've utilized time and time again. And it's given me peace, happiness, and understanding every time I've consciously applied it. So that's why I thought I'd share it with you guys today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Love you long time. See you next week. Bye-bye now. That was Inside Out with Jimmy Hunt. See you next time.